Hi team, thank you for downloading our latest podcast. Thought I'd just give a quick message before the podcast starts. Um, obviously due to our current situation, the podcast has been recorded over the phone due to a phone call. And in this particular podcast, uh, three times we lose connection. So please bear with us. We've done our best with editing and trimming and keeping everything flowing from back to back all the way through the podcast. Uh, thank you for your continued support. Hope you enjoy. Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. I hope you're all right and uh, enjoying your days whilst we're all stuck in the isolation and using your time productively. Uh, so today I'm very lucky. I've got my good friend, um, Adam Hanover, on the other line, ready to go. Adam, is uh, he runs Eastbourne ABC and he's, part, and he's also a tutor for the DICE program at Brighton College. Um, how you doing, Adam? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. How are you? You good? Yeah, all good, buddy. How's it? How are you finding the isolation? Uh, well, lonely at times, but um, I've got my uh, <laughs> got my wife and my son, who's three years old, and he's keeping us uh, very busy. And the garden's entertaining everyone as much as possible. Trying to come up with as many games and uh, ideas, uh, which is stretching me mentally, physically, yeah. spiritually, everything. But um, expressing your coaching there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's quite interesting to reflect on some of the things that actually does do. It makes you think in a different way. So there's actually different, um, there's benefits that are coming out of this problem. You know, yeah, that's it. Got bad, productive. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully agree. Yeah, I've been doing so on on daddy daycare three days a week now because my wife's still got to work because she's a key worker as a social worker. So um, I'm I'm looking after the boy for three days of the week and only working a couple of days myself. So, so um, time with the family, yeah. That's it, yeah, and and that's it. and that's a good part of it as well. I thought about that. Like often as boxing coaches, as you know, we 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 always spend so much time with everyone else's kids. And now, uh, like this, instead of sitting there moaning about our current situation, look at the positives that you're getting to getting to spend time with your own family for a, for a change, aren't we? Absolutely, and we're yeah, we're, we're we're stacking up those brownie points. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so then we can get back out and then because I expect when uh, when when the season recommences, it's going to be a busy one. Because <laughs> I expect yeah. all the, this would be the most time that all the boxers have been putting in loads of graft because they're bored, so they're having a train. <laughs> yeah, they're doing more work than us for a change. So yeah, that's it. No, good stuff. Okay, then, mate. So, um, if just for the listeners, obviously, we'll talk about your podcast uh, in a little while because obviously I've been a guest on there, so I thought I'd bring you back onto our one as well. And and uh, we'll talk about the podcast, but first of all, let's talk about you. So, um, if you could tell tell our listeners who you are and what your roles are, that would be awesome, mate. Yeah, it's really uh, really sort of strange being on the other side of the podcast for a change. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I'm enjoying it already. Good. So, uh, all, all the pressure's on you, mate. All That's it, mate. It is. Yeah. So, um, Adam Hanover. I'm a Leo. If anyone's interested. Um, <laughs> yeah, Eastbourne ABC, as you said earlier, Wayne. So. Um, I opened that in 2014, used to run Brighton University Boxing Club before that. Uh, kind of got a bit annoyed that as soon as we got someone to any, any kind of decent standard, uh, they'd graduate and move away. Um, so we wanted something a bit more long-term, hence opening East One ABC. Um, since 2010, um, I've been employed uh, to run the England Boxing Dice <clears throat> Program, Diploma in Sport and Excellence. Um, that is for 16 to 18-year-olds who are aspiring young elite boxers. Um, we have a lot of novices, but we also have a lot of, um, like I say, aspiring elite and some who are elite level. Uh, my job is to educate them uh, to a level three in excellence in sport and performance. They also do uh, a level three in sports. Uh, and my job is to, one, give them that education, and two, is to um, try and get them as far along in their own personal journey as a boxer as they can. So that might be um, just simply having a few bouts. It could be becoming an, an area champion or getting onto the England talent pathway and, you know, hopefully even beyond onto the world-class performance programme. So, Fantastic. Uh, so uh, many different hats. Uh, another hat I wear is I'm a coach educator for England Boxing. So I deliver level ones and level twos and soon to be a mentor on the the, uh, the new and reformatted level three, which is a really exciting new programme. Um, cool. What else do I do? Um, sports science is my background originally. 
Um, I did a sports science degree at University of Brighton in 2000, um, and graduated in 2000, uh, and then finally did my uh, my PGCE, so my postgraduate certificate of education to become a teacher. Um, when I was doing my job as dice boxing coach in about 2005, I think I was. So I've been a uh, no, not 2005. So I started in 2010, 2015 even. So um, yeah, run about five, six years ago. Um, become a um, a teacher as well so yeah like I say many different hats um, and I was also a competing boxer for White Hes- uh, Hastings West Hill. yeah I was thinking I was thinking That's about enough. that I was thinking about that yesterday when I was planning the podcast I was trying to think I, was, I thought it was Hastings and West Hill and it wasn't Brighton was it it was Hastings that you boxed out of, no because I live in Eastbourne so I'm near Hastings so we went I went to there and um and really enjoyed, really liked the club and struck up a good bond with the coaches, especially uh, Dave Bishop Jr. was my coach for, for pretty much all of that time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, had 45 bouts, did all right. It was about half and half. Boy, it was, I was half good, half bad. Um, but I uh, really enjoyed the sport and kept me in, in, in it for a long term, a long time. So that's why I went into coaching because I thought to myself, well, you know, I've had some really good experiences. So without sounding... Um, too much like an echo chamber it's t- it was time to give back yeah no no fully agree yeah that's it and also i think i think also it's it's one of them sports isn't it boxing it's it it just it's not it's not i like like people say it's your hobby it's not your hobby is it when you get invested in it like we do it, it's your life isn't it and it, once you've got that bug it doesn't seem to go away does it i think it's also your identity you mm. comes who you are you know, yeah in, in, in because, you know, it shouldn't exclusively, and you know, I don't think it is exclusively who I am, but you know, it is a large part of me, and it's a large of who I'm known as. Yeah, um, no, that's right. Um, so once it becomes part of your identity, you know, it, it does take hold of your life in, in many different ways, for better or for worse. I think. Yeah, no, good stuff. So, so tell us about Eastbourne then. So, you did, did you say it was at 2010 you opened? Um, no, 2014. Uh, 2014. Yeah, uh, 2014. Like, after I mean, I still coach at the University of Brighton, but that, that yeah. kind of work the feeder club now into... Yeah. Um, we do get some boxers who come and compete now for us, who we started off at the university. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it, we, you know, it was one of them things where I really wanted to uh, actually start moving on to the performance side more. You know, we had some good people on the performance side, but, you know, students, I think the most I got someone up to would maybe something like 15 bouts yeah. in three years. And, you know, and that's still a novice really, isn't it? Mm. You know, good level kids and you think, you know, they, they could go far, but then they're off and they're graduating. They're just really they're just starting their boxing journey, aren't they? When they yeah, they're still there. babies. They're still mm. babies in terms of that career when you had 15 bouts, aren't you? You don't really know the sport. Um, so wanted to open Eastbourne. So I found a place. Uh, my wife was really supportive of it and I had some friends who were very, very supportive with, with the whole process of, you know, getting leases sorted out yeah. and, and all of the, you know, um, crossing the T's, etc. Um, and then, but um, when we, we did an open day and, and lots of people came and watched and um, some people were, you know, had a bit of a boxing background and wanted to get involved and like the kind of ethos that I, I explained to them about how I wanted to, uh, the club to kind of run and, and, and the, the values behind it. And lots of people came on board, such as Paul Senior, um, who now runs the youth sessions. Um, he, he's um, it's really thriving in the youth sessions. I mean, our youth are different to East, uh, to England boxing's youth ages. Yeah, you know, kind of um, seventeen and eighteen. Um, so, well, seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do it from ten to fifteen years. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's really thriving. You know, really, really, really good. And we've got a few starting to come through on the performance side there, but mostly on the participation side. And and the seniors are going really well. You know, we're we're, we're actually a little bit different than most clubs because. Uh, most clubs seem to have millions of, of um, schoolboys, juniors, and youths. We tend to have um, we tend to have, have hardly any schoolboys right. and juniors, but we have lots and lots of youths and uh, seniors. Mm-hmm. But we are coming through on that side. You've got quite a few so, females as well, haven't you? We do. Yeah, we've, we have a bit of a lull recently, but you know, we always tend to have at least four or five on the books. Yeah. You know, carded and ready to go. Um, we've got Adrienne, who is our club captain. She's had something like thirty-five bouts yeah. now. Um, she's been around for seems like donkey's yeah, years. Yeah, uh, bless his keys going. Some other, I've had some other successful um, people in the past as well, some that aren't with us anymore, uh, and some good novices that have come through and gone on um, and moved away. Uh, but you know, it, you know, the female side's been been um, 
a, a real sort of high level in terms of performance for us as well. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. No, and the, the um, you've got a good team, like you just talked about, like Paul and stuff like that. You've got like when we've like come down as Olympia and and done work with you, like in the um, like Eastbourne High Street with the arena and stuff like that. You've got you've got a real good solid team there, haven't you? Like they all muck in and and get and help get everything done. There's no like shying away from it. That was the the way I I saw it. Like from the guys I met, and that it was a good team effort, right? Yeah, I like, I like to think so. Yeah, and that, that still remains today. We still got a lot of the uh, the personnel that was. I mean, that was years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. But we still got a lot of the personnel uh, who were helping out then. I think it's the reason it's because we have you know within our club constitution, it is about um, being involved and you know empowering the community that sort of thing without sounding too cliche. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we have three areas that we we measure against. You know, one is. Um, uh, fitness, one is uh, fun and one is performance. And we find those three sort of uh, areas to uh, guide how we coach really uh, caters for a lot of different people. So we have the, obviously the performance side, those who really want to perform and actually compete. Um, they have the fitness side. So people who are there maybe just to, because they want to keep fit, um, you know, and they want to burn the calories, but do it in a fun way rather than running on a treadmill. And then you've got the fun side as well. Um, You're still so there, mate. People... Can you hear me? You still there? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Hold on. I'm here. I can hear you. It's trying to reconnect. I'm here. You. I can hear you, mate. Hello. 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 <laughs> I think we've lost you. Seconds. Hold on, mate. If you can hear me. I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear. Hey Adam, you back there, mate? I'm here, mate. I'm here. Hey, sorry it. about yeah. The, our connections obviously went then. Um, yeah, so sorry about that. We were just talking about your club ethos and uh, everything. Like the good team effort that you've got down there. Yeah, we've got some great guys down here that that have been you know some of us from day dot, and we get new people coming all the time. You know, we spent a lot of time investing in. Uh, the coaches um, we tend to not have many um, people that have a boxing background which you know sometimes is a blessing sometimes it's not yeah uh, but we really invest in in, in these people you know, because they've got the, the right um, the right spirit the right motivations and you know um, they, they're they there for the club and, they, and they're willing to learn they have their strengths and you can always you can always teach them to be the coach that you want them to be as well can't you yeah, exactly. You can help along their path, you know, and we have three areas that we look into. So we have um, performance, fitness and fun. And we find that those three areas really kind of cater for different demographics. So obviously you've got the performance side um, where people actually want to go out and compete and, and be the, the most successful boxer they can be. Uh, you have the fitness side of people who tend to be, you know, like the, um, you know, want to do the boxer sizey type things, but just learn boxing, but not really commit to it as a competition. And that's fine as well. And then you have the fun sides. We have lots of people coming along as well who are just they just want to enjoy it. They don't yeah. really want, and they want they, they they like the social side. We we do a lot of social sort of stuff as well. So yeah, do you, you know, do you just run club sessions or do you have alternative like keep fit sessions and stuff like that? We do. I mean, Adrian, our club captain, she runs a female only session. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good way of getting people through the door. Yeah, uh, you know, because you you got to break that stigma down that it's just a male dominated sport. Yeah, of course. But but it's 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 accommodating to all. Um, so she runs out on a Tuesday night. Um, we, another one of our coaches, Marcus, just does a, a a fitness kind of box boxer, not boxer size, but you know boxing yeah. session. And that's another way of getting people um, into the club as well. So um, you know, there's sort of different different approaches, you know, through different skill sets of our coaches that help get people through the doors ultimately into the club. So um, yeah, there's you know, there's, I think we we've had to review what we do recently, uh, and we've done it by looking at. You know, what is it people want? And we sent out survey monkeys and, and, you know, it actually did shine a light on the motivations and the whys that people actually come through the door. And we've, we've kind of uh, adapted as a result. So, you know, they say, you know, adapt or die. And we've been trying to do that. And, you know, we've been really successful as a result, I think, mate. Good. No, that's excellent. That's great to hear, mate. That, yeah, no, that I'm always conscious that, like, I've always knew that you've been very community-heavy based, like, with your club and that. And is it, like, when you come to your shows, it's obvious that is, that's in place as well when you see how, how everyone attends your shows and stuff down at the... You still do it down at the skate park? 
That's right, yeah. So yeah. Uh, my skate world down at East. Skate Eastport. world, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, it's a great venue. Yeah. We've got a good relationship with the owner of the skate world, um, and yeah, you know, we every time that we run a show, we try and put a little bit more money aside from the profits to adding something a little bit different. You know, but yeah. Smoke machines, or or some kind of new bit of staging, or lighting, or or something at all. You know, it's always something a little bit new that people go, "That's a good idea." Yeah, I think it keeps the punters returning, and I think more importantly, when you box, you know, boxers want to want to be filled like they made a, a bit of a fuss out of. They want to get on yeah. the stage, light shining and smoke rising out, and all that kind of stuff. You know, we didn't when we had it. You know, we just ran in some crappy little sports hall somewhere. You yeah. know, smoke up to your eyebrows. You know, and, you know, <laughs> although although with their cherished times, you know, they probably would have been more cherished if we had all the lights, the camera, and the action. yeah, of course, yeah. You got no, to give you got to give back a little bit there as well. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, we're always trying to we're trying to evolve as well of our our club shows and stuff, and and to make it more entertaining and and stuff like just a bit more razzmatazz, isn't it? Yeah, of course, um, and that, and that's good because especially when we're talking mm-hmm. we're. We're obviously always having up against opposition with all this white collar and unlicensed crap that's always going around, and um, and uh, people pay lots of money to go and see the people swing around doing that. But um, and they'd you want to get them through the doors to watch some good amateur boxing, don't you? Mm-hmm. And then you've got to compete against you've got to compete against the like you know. Let's let's be honest though, they do put on a good show. Mm, that's what I mean. Yeah, they like that's yeah. what they the boxing is not not up to scratch or the matching, but the um, but the, the, they put on a good show from that perspective. So that's why like amateur boxing needs to wake up and and do that. And you guys are doing that well, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah, completely agree with that you got to compete with it, haven't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so how have you found it in this time? Like, what's happened? Obviously, the club's closed. Obviously, like, is this is this going to be challenging for your club, or are you going to be able to ride for it okay and everything? Um, we will, we will, because you know we we've we've always said that we wanted some kind of a financial base behind us, just in case we have any issues. Yeah. Like- no, you could never have foreseen this, but you know it's, it was always important not to just live month to month. Um, so you know we have invested money and and you know or, or put it away, or should I say? Um, so we, we've been okay there. Um, you know we have put um, we have put our, our link online with England Boxing. Yeah, you know, we just done ours today. Actually, funny enough, oh, did you? Just, yeah, yeah. We've just, our funding officers just um, put it all in place, and we've just shared it this evening. Actually. Yeah, I think we've got to get it out there, haven't you? Because um, at the end of the day, our, our landlord's um, he, he's actually saying we can pay half. Mm. Oh, that's happy. Ultimately, you know, ultimately rent is due, and we'll still owe it. So it would be in arrears. So we need that's the, right. the local community to really sort of gather around. And you know, it has been great so far. We could, we started ours a little bit early, um, and we have had a lot of um, you know coaches, especially parents, um, rally round and uh, realise the great work that we're doing in the community and how they supported their, you know, their their sons and daughters. And, um, you know, they, they've wanted to give back as well. So it's been quite reciprocal. No, that's great. That's These great. Daughters, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, no, I'm hoping, I'm hoping across like across England, like with all the clubs that that are putting it out, that their parents and um, <clears throat> supporters and that they see how beneficial all these boxing clubs are to their areas, and um, hopefully that they'll help out by supporting in any way that they possibly can. I know it's all challenging times for everyone, but um, to keep these kids off the streets and keep boxing going, and and the clubs that are taking up all the time of their kids every week. Um, it's going to need support more now than ever, aren't they? Yeah. So, so I can see quite a few clubs coming out of this, having to close their doors, I think, which would be sad to see. Yeah, so we want to stick together and, you know, get that social media platform yeah. and show each other that, you know. And But also, we can't just go that with our hands hand out open. No, so that's right. Yeah. money. You know, we've got to prove, you've got to, you've got to show what, what kind of impact you are having on the local community. Mm. You know, we've, we've had a, something that we've been working with, with sport, uh, a company called Sported, you may know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just helped started them. with them, actually. Yeah, they're a fantastic company. Mm. Um, and, um, and they've helped us with something called Measuring Impact, which is like a measuring up tour about how we actually do measure our impact in the local community. Um, you know, what are, what are our values, how we drive our values to actually... Uh, helping the people in the community and um, you know we, we do a lot of different things newsletters um, testimonials all these kind of things to actually show how successful we are being rather yeah. than saying oh we're a boxing club and we do good in the community we keep kids off the street yeah that's all well and good but can you prove it you know 
can you actually show it? So we're trying to do that. We're actually trying to be quite tangible in terms of how we present that information back to Sport England and sports. Oh, that's fantastic. And, yeah, and it helps. It helps with all future funding bids as well, doesn't it? Of course it does. I think once you've done it once or twice, it gets easier. Yeah. And you get into the, the rhythm and you have certain templates that you can always submit as long as you deliver those those projects you know correctly which you know i know you have massive amount of experience in you know mm. you've got to, you've got to deliver on those and have and have that that correct impact that you said you would uh when you gained the the funding in the first place. yeah yeah no that's right so what are you um so what what's your relationship with the boxers at this time like have you put any virtual sessions in place are you keeping them training or yeah we are we are um so sort of through eastbourne and through dice so Dice, we have a because um, Dice is actually on, obviously a course that they must complete. Yeah, you know, just a holiday where they go away. You know, there's still um, coursework they've got to complete. They have certain booklets they've got to fill in, but they've got to do a lot of reflective study as well. So we've set certain things for them to do to go away and record videos of them uh, doing technical work, tactical work, physical work, mental work, how they've adopted their lifestyle as a result. Uh, and in fact, tomorrow it's really exciting. Tomorrow, so tomorrow is Wednesday the first, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Wednesday the first tomorrow of um, April. Um, we've set up with uh, Mickey Driscoll from England Boxing um, and Ivan Cobb as well, who does my job um, in uh, Birmingham, who's also a, um, a high-level performance coach in England talent. Um, we're doing like um, a Zoom call, you know, so there's going to yeah. be a lot, of, a lot of my boxes, a lot of his boxes with Mickey Driscoll all tapped in, doing shadow boxing to certain themes. Um, and, oh, know, awesome. Yeah, so you're going to put a session on. Yes, yeah, exactly. And then it's going to be about how they reflect on it and, and go away. And they're going to go away afterwards and do a little video about their reflections and what they learned and how they could change and, and what they learned from each other. So it's, I think it's really forcing people to think out the box. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, 100%. This, and this, I, I had the same conversation with one of my coaches earlier because one of our, um, <clears throat> we're very lucky like, with our partnership with Kent Sport. And um, and everything with our satellite clubs that we deliver for them. We've got a program in Gravesend that we're running at the moment for <clears throat> a lot of uh, SEN young people, so um, special needs young people. We do a project with them, and and they they've got their own platform that the youth, the young people are accessing through the youth work, and they want the um, they want the programs to be. Con- continue to deliver because some some of these kids it's the only their wednesday night is the only night that they actually leave the house like due to their needs and everything right and that's their own only time like with their youth work so they're really keen for it to continue so so we've um we've set up and we're delivering the the session virtually and mm-hmm. doing it online and um <clears throat> the coach has started like rob caswell who you know yeah, yeah. um he's he's now a coach with us and um he's it was his first session to do it like because he runs that session so he done it today and i watched it he sent me over his session um and i looked through it and it was absolutely brilliant like i had a, the same conversation with him i said this will challenge your coaching i said this is absolutely fantastic like it will bring everything out the woodwork of how you think how you adapt to everything and um it'll really make you think about around coaching and like um have you have you got point A to point B across like specifically so they can understand? Yeah, and I think as well, if you, if you look at it from a sort of a ecological dynamics perspective of sport and, and coaching, this is really interesting because, you know, if, if you think of something called Newell's Triangle, which is about how you adapt, um, you know, you, when you're coaching, you can adapt the person, uh, you can adapt the task or you can adapt the environment. I think we've really been forced uh, in many ways to, to actually look at the environment and how mm. we approach now. So, so you know, I, I, you know, a lot of us have been panicking, you know, I know I did saying, well, how am I going to deliver this information over a bloody zoom? Yeah. Deliver this information on the line. But the other thing you got to think about is these kids are a lot better than we are at this. They can make people levitate with their use of IT where we're sort of like finger dropping on a keyboard. Yeah, but, no, but that's if, right. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of different skills are going to emerge. I think, I think the culture of coaching is going to slightly shift in in certain right directions because people have had to adapt. They've had to evolve, um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what the feedback comes back from the boxers about doing this. You know, don't get me wrong; we shouldn't be ever replacing that that one to one warm contact that you can have with the boxer face to face. That's never going to be replaced. But now, is there going to be a bit more of a shift towards you know that kind of they call it autonomy support? In other words, yeah. So, supporting them to actually think for themselves now yeah no that's right do this do that come away and try something video it send it to me let's have a little con uh a little chat about it afterwards and let's see what kind of things have come out of it you know yeah 
let's explore it together. You know, that, that that's I think that's good coaching. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as a result of all this, mate. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and they're the positives to come out of it. I think I really do believe like that. That's really good. It's um, it's interesting just to, because it will help their learning as well because they'll be able to see it. Like whereas like. Like sometimes if you're in the gym and a boxer's doing something and then you explain to the boxer and say, well, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that wrong, you've got to do it like this and trying to get your point across. They they, they might take it on board, but sometimes they don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And But now because they're out, like with this, with the technology, obviously with the video, and they'll be able to, after you've given your feedback, they can then look at, the video and go ah yeah i can see what he's saying now do you know so i think it's going to um i think that's a positive in that that way absolutely mate they become masters of their own sort of learning you know that the, the hat yeah we're not holding the hand anymore and we shouldn't be holding boxes hands occasionally no. occasionally we do but we shouldn't always be so now i think this is a step in the right direction if we can reinforce what their experiences were but last thing i want us to do is when the doors finally do open again to our clubs is go back in there and go back to the old. Go world. back to the old, yeah. Got, got yeah. to push forward and use this experience, haven't we, positively? Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. It's no, a great I... way to extend learning. I think you know, you go away and you know, instead of go away and work on this, buddy, it's okay. You can go away and work. Go away and work on what you think. Come back to me. Let's share a few ideas and let's go on a bit of an exploration journey together. Right? Yeah, this is what you're going to do, and it's almost like homework. So yeah, uh, yeah really exciting times for you know, in terms of learning. I think. Yeah, no, no, that's right. No, fully agree. Couldn't, you couldn't get that more right, I don't think. The um, so what's so once the doors are back open and everything, what's the what's the club's future goals? Um, well, at the moment, you know, we have got a lot of um, new boxes who are getting carded. Um, some exciting new talent coming through, which I'm, you know, looking forward to see how they compete. I mean, you never really know until mm. they get underneath the lights how they're going to perform. But yeah. there's some good level guys there. Um, we're getting we're we're getting out sparring a lot more now. So uh, one of our other coaches, Paul Hipperson, um, he's he's taking a lot of boxes out. You know, we get a lot of clubs coming to us like uh, Bexhill, Hastings, uh, Punch Out. Um, and of course, Eastbourne Phoenix around the corner from us, and um, Brighton and Hove, you know, a lot of local clubs, and we go to them as well, and it's great. And was I think um, in the Sussex area, we're not ring fencing our talent like um, has happened in the past. You know, we all sort of we're a bit secular, and you know, mm-hmm. held our secrets from each other. But we're all trying to improve from each other, get each other out of our comfort zones, going to environments which are a little bit different. Um, and, and learning different things. So yeah, um, and that's where the success have come, isn't it? Because they're getting course. they're getting opened up to new experiences all the time. I'm a firm believer with that. Like my boxers will always say, like I even my wife will always say it as well. I'm out like at least once a week. I'm travelling for sparring somewhere. I'm a firm believer on that. I like get getting out of the comfort zone, not staying in the gym. Um, go go and find better sparring for them to improve on and. It doesn't matter how far you travel as well. Like sometimes with the boxes that we've got, obviously at St Mary's, like we have to travel quite far to to find suitable sparring and stuff. So like, like I don't think nothing of doing two hours or two and a half hours on a on a Tuesday night just to get get like four rounds in. You know, mm-hmm. it's and crazy it's, um, when you think about them. When you think about it that way, mm. you, know, the, you, you can travel two hours to go and spar somewhere, get four rounds. You know, which is eight minutes or or twelve. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah, and then you're back on the road again for two hours. You know, I done it. I done it not long ago. I think it was. I done it on a Friday night. I went to Islington. Okay, only probably three weeks ago, four weeks. Yeah, yeah, we've been down here, haven't we? I've been stuck at this for so probably a month ago. Um, just before the um, it was leading up before the juniors, like for the semi, the semi final or quarterfinals. It was just leading up before that. I was looking. I was getting Enrico some sparring. Obviously, okay. you know Enrico. Yeah, you got to travel. Uh, yeah, you got to travel to the moon to to find him <laughs> suitable sparring. But I went to Islington on a Friday night because they had a um, they got a intermediate near on elite, like big lad up there, about between twenty five and thirty bouter, I think he is, and um, it took three hours to get there. Like on a Friday night, like going up through the Blackwood Tunnel, all that, like it, it took, and literally we done three rounds and then just came back. But I never went, like I said, 
Oh, that was a wasted trip. I said it wasn't. I said that was never a wasted trip. It's three rounds of open spar and he's just got there. It's very rarely that we can get him to open spar, you know, that, that he can have competitiveness. So it certainly was worth it. Um, you know, just an aside as well. I'm not sure uh, whether it's for this conversation, but our Billy Hipperson, who who won the uh, won the novices mm. this year, is now on the talent pathway. Um, you know, he, you know, obviously we we know that stand. Yeah. You know, obviously that he's European champion, and our boy's a novice national champion. But um, he's welcome to spark up down with us. Yeah, time. no, no, yeah, I've spoken to Paul quite a few times. Yeah, cool. I've spoken to him a few times. We're going to set that up. So Great. yeah, that, as we say, another conversation. We'll get back to our job now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so let's move on then. So um, let's talk about uh, the dice program. So you briefly overrun it, saying like what you what it is. Um, so I think I, I picked up a question when you were talking then earlier. Was um, was uh, you, you don't just you're not just a boxing coach there then? So you actually you're a teacher as well. Well, my title is is dice boxing coach. Um, you know, mm. That's my, my formal title um but the role is is about teaching so you're actually you are delivering a syllabus um you know a pearson syllabus there uh where you know we have to meet certain learning outcomes all the time you know the boxers have to actually show that they are competent in certain areas so it's a competent or not yet competent uh type affair so they have to show that they understand and they have to um so that would be through, you know, a spa or a physical or, or a technical or a tactical thing. But we've also got to kind of also prove it within uh, booklets or certain other tasks, which might be interviews or um, uh, it could be um, something that they've written down. It could, like I say, it could be an interview. Um, it could be a presentation that they have to do or a discussion. Um, so there's lots of ways of actually proving that they are competent and it's up to yeah. me as, a, as a teacher. Um, or as an assessor, you can look at it that way to show that I, I need to sort of draw up that competence and see that they are competent. So with boxers, a lot of them, and I don't want to tie them with the same brush, some of them, um, you know, you put down, put them in front of a pen and paper and they might struggle a little bit. Not all of them, some mm. of them are fantastic. Struggle, but then if I start talking to them with an iPhone in front of their face and say, right, tell me about that spa, they'll, they'll talk your ears off you. And then you'll just find yeah. how much they really do know about the sport, how passionate they are about it, and you give them that opportunity to be um, to show their competence and to really, to, to really kind of, um, you know, kind of spread their wings and show what they can do. So um, part of my job is to differentiate and really find uh, what makes them tick, you know. And I think if I can learn that as a coach, um, if I can learn that as an assessor, then I can definitely learn that as a coach and get the best out of them. So, you know, I think part of it is, is about relationships and really understanding what makes them tick and having constant contact yeah. with them and chats and meetings with them um, just to find out, you know, how I can how I can serve them, not you know, as a coach and as a teacher. How, so that's how I can yeah. as a servant, not as a, a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you give, deliver them grapes as well? Deliver them grapes, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> only in the hospital bed if they get caught with a shot. <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of that, we don't really open spa them much here at all because you know the way. Yes, yeah, so is it? It's all te- it's tech stuff, isn't it? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's they're, they're not my boxers. They they still box yeah. all their clubs. You know, so we've got a lot of um good support from great clubs around the area like Moleskoon. Uh, Brighton yeah. and Hove, you know, in the Brighton areas, and you know, we got we got clubs from all over the place, from Hastings, we've got clubs from London, we've got clubs from Surrey, Hampshire, even three clubs from um, um, up in East Anglia. And we've got young David Pagado who comes from Norwich. He travels down wow. every week. Travels down well, every week. Every, yeah, stays down. He there, stays down there. Yeah, he he um he lost in the finals to Adam Azim in the under sixty fours in the use. He's come on leaps and bounds. Yeah. A really nice kid as well. Um, so you know, it's it's about those sort of how how we can, um, you know, empower them to understand about and how they can actually um, periodize their own training. But like I said, my job is not to do wham, bam, open sparring and hard stuff like that because I'll go back to their, their clubs in the evening and then want them to do hard sparring with me then hard sparring in the evening. So it's about, yeah. I do a lot of constraints-based stuff, you know, a lot of conditioned spars and get them to figure out, you know, just using their brain, the cognitive side of boxing, and then the hard stuff really yeah. um, goes with the clubs. Apart from, we also do the runs down here as well, and we do strength and conditioning. The main hard stuff is with the clubs, right? 
Yeah. So, so what? Um, so, I'm assuming, like, in, on that basis, you have a good, you have a good connection with the club coaches, dude. Do you have to keep? Um, do you have to speak with them and and talk tactical stuff and and everything like that? Like, what's the relationships between the dice program and the club coaches? Yeah, that's a good question, mate. Um, it's, that's really important. I mean, you know, some obviously I have a lot. You know, I've known some people, especially in the Sussex and Southern Counties area, for years, mm. and a really good relationship with them. Some of them, if I have a new kid coming on, I've never met the coach. It takes a while to develop that, you know, and maybe I'm not as uh, proactive as I should be. But, um, yeah, the, the whole idea is that the boxer's in the middle, I'm on the left, you know, the co their coach is on the right, and um, I have a good relationship with them. So, in other words, if they're boxing, their coach has my number, and they say, right, he's... And you know what amateur boxing is like. Yeah. They'll suddenly say, well, you're boxing Saturday now. And so when yeah. like, oh, right, okay, I better lay off the strength training or I better lay off this type of run or I better lay off the spine. Yeah. So, um, you know, we can periodize what they're doing. But then I'll talk to them about certain things that we're doing as well and how that fits in. And they what they're doing. So the last thing I want is, is me killing them doing a, a session on strength yeah. and conditioning. And then they've got 20 rounds of sparring that night or something, you know, it's a silly, silly example, but you still in the middle um, and I often chat to the, the coaches all the time and explain what we're doing and why um, but so then the coaches will say to me well actually can you do this for him because I'm noticing in his last bout that he was you know XYZ so I then become an extension of, of what the coach wants yeah one boy be, be told by me you need to be on your back foot you know counter punching and then the, the coach is saying no you need to be in their front foot rolling and, yeah and coming forward with bent arm shots and then the kids are like oh, you know they don't know what to do so no. you know, we make sure that it's very um clear and transparent for what the boxer needs to do and that's about us having regular conversations so a lot of the coaches i have whatsapp groups with them and with the boxer in there as well so i'll have oh okay yeah and them as a whatsapp group and i might send them a little bit of evidence for 30 seconds in a video or in a, or in a, um, an interview, you know, some of the evidence they got to submit for their qualification, I'll send it to them. So it keeps them in the picture. And then the boxer, the coach will come back and say, I like that. Or actually maybe we need to change it. And mm. like I say, that becomes a real sort of athlete centric type of approach. And, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I think the boxers um, have benefited massively from it, mate. No, good. No, that's excellent. That's good to hear as well. So, what? Um, so obviously, just before we we came on to record that, you were telling me about um how England are getting more involved in the program as well, like from the um performance side as well, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of changes of personnel in boxing recently, and um, um, there's been a big spotlight shown on uh, shone on dice in terms of and how we can continue to keep moving forward. I think in boxing, um, know there is a real sort of moral responsibility they have to to uh, invest in boxers that age because 16 to 18 for a lot of kids is, is very make or break for boxers. It's the highest drop-off age, isn't it? That's Huge, where they drop off. Usually. So we want to keep them in the sport, whether that be as a, as a boxer compete, you know, competing or being the official or especially as a coach. You know, a lot of, them, a lot of the guys do things like their... Um, um, their gym instructing course and go on to PT and things like that. So I think England boxing are looking a lot more how to align it with the talent pathway um, and and talent ID. Um, I know Mickey Driscoll is very very much interested in um, for the boxers to be seen by the likes of himself and Amanda um, and England boxing just to, to help support them as um, an important. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It only enhances the international squads as well. And also then boxers that attend, um, that are on the programme, it gives them another opportunity to showcase their skills in front of the national coaches, doesn't it? Absolutely, you know, and it's about being in the shop mm. window. And, you know, it's, and I think, you know, the talent pathway, especially, are getting so much better at doing this in terms of they realise that they can't just be putting the people on the talent pathway who who won the nationals or got to a final. Because what happens if you were the next best thing, but you lost in the in your regional yeah. round um, against someone on a split decision that could have gone your way? And if it did go your way, you would have been national champion and on the England pathway yeah. and perhaps selected for a loser or worlds and then off you go and your medal. You know, it can be that that fickle sometimes. Yeah. So um, with with, it, with um, being on dice, you know, um, there's there's a, that exposure 
as well uh, to actually being seen. And, and of course, you're getting coached every day during the day. Yeah, and that's, and and that's, that's also another thing that's going to be able to enhance it, isn't it? Like these boxers are, are they're getting the extra training through the dice program and everything to move there. And then if England are more involved in it, like as in like Mickey Driscoll and Amanda, and that are, are coming in and being more involved in these programs, it's, it's only going to enhance it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It makes sense, doesn't it? Because you know these these are kids who who are getting. Um, it's getting aligned to the pathway, you know, so a lot of the stuff that we deliver about, you know, air, adaptable, independent, uh, resilient and robust, you know, a lot of that is, is our ethos through DICE yeah. as well. Uh, so we, you know, we, we don't just bring them along and say, right, here's a, a drill, go and do this isolated drill, which isn't really going to transfer into a skillful situation. It's about, here's a, here's a problem. How are you going to solve the problem? Let's discuss it. Let's explore it. Um, and that makes them a lot more adaptable boxers, independent thinkers. And that's what, that's what we want, uh, you know, within the England talent pathway. So um, it's important that we, um, you know, we, we sort of align that through what we deliver at DICE. You know, I'm an England talent pathway coach mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, I'm aware of, of how that works. So it, it helps, um, it helps for me to uh, deliver that constantly throughout the days that I'm delivering at the dice with the boxes, especially the ones that are knocking on doors and getting onto the pathway. Yeah, no, that's right. No, good stuff. The um yeah, so that moves me on to my next point. That's what I was I was gonna talk about there. Obviously you um as well on the dice, like obviously Ivan up in Birmingham, he's he's on there as well. He's one of the high performance coaches. You're on the talent pathway and have been for a few years now, um, with the England setup. Um what's your role on there? Do you want to tell us about that? You're still there. For a second, you're still there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. there. Yeah, so can you just hear me? talk. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, mate. Um, okay, just, yeah, talking mate. about the question was um, it was just moving on to the England p- pathway. So basically, like, if you could, t- you've been on there a while now. So if you wanted to tell us what your your and your competition experience, like what you've been doing since you've been part of the England team. Sorry, mate. I'm not hearing you very well at the moment. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. Okay, so I'll say again. Um, tell us about the England Talent Pathway, your role on it and your competition experience that you've had in the years that you've been in there. Okay. Um, so I think you asked me about the England Talent Pathway and my role with yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's sort of bouncing in and out a little bit, but hopefully uh, it's all, all good. Otherwise, you've got a lot of edits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so to be honest, I can't even remember when I first um, started as a, as a talent pathway coach many years ago now. Um, I don't know, maybe 13? Yeah, 2013. Well, it was when I, I was on there as well. 13 we got on there. Or oh, 14. 14. 2014. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so around about then and um, uh, it, it changed and, and evolved and then they interviewed for 10 performance coaches only I sort of wanted to witter it down and I, I went for one of those roles and got one of those roles mm-hmm. so I was working with a team of 10 sort of five in the south five in the north um, which was a, a great eye-opener for me you know I learned a lot from uh, the other coaches um, especially at that kind of international level about what the standards are but also uh, learned a lot from everyone in terms of their different approaches I thought there was a big different skill set you know from different um different approaches to learning and um, I learned lots from lots of different people, um, mm. especially at the competition level, you know, I, I learned a lot from the likes of Mickey Driscoll, watching and observing him and how he handles people a lot, a lot from Amanda Colson as well, how, she, how fantastically organized, how fantastically organized she was. Uh, uh, really, really thin and a really great coach as well. So, um, it's been yeah really really interesting. Then think about how I should actually go about my approaches to to learning and and especially in the performance elements. Um, it's made me also think I, I I want to kind of streamline myself more towards the coach education side of things as well. I still like the performance, yeah. but I really like the coach ed side of things as well because it kind of it it speaks to me in terms of how I challenge tradition, uh, how I challenge myself to actually make myself better as a coach, um, and I find yeah. that going along my own learning journey in terms of the reading I do, the podcast that I, that I have, the Boxing Coaches podcast. Um, and it's just made me a, a lot more independent in a way um, and, and more responsible for my own learning, but while still keeping really important people close so I can kind of, uh, they can me on it and I can, and I can learn, uh, especially people like Ivan Cobb, 
you know, is a wealth of knowledge and coaching. Yeah, he is, yeah. At the moment. So, um, you know, it's been really, really great. So I'm liking to keep, I'm happy to keep my hand in sort of the performance side and the things at the moment. I think the coaching landscape's changing massively and people are really starting to open their eyes to certain approaches like ecological dynamics and constraints-based approach to learning. And I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of that. So it's something that I, I can't keep learning enough of at the moment. And, um, you know, long may that continue, mate. Yeah, good stuff. So, what, so what's your f- future go- coaching goals? Where do you want to be with your coaching? Have you? Well, do you want to be on GB or? If you'd have asked me this ten years ago, you know, of course I would have said, you know, I want to be a, an Olympic coach with GB and things like that. You know, and I still would like to be involved in, in, in that, but I'm I'm in no rush at all for yeah. anything like that now. I just feel like there's no path in front of me and go and it can go a million different ways. I'm just enjoying the moment and the journey at the moment, learning different things. Really know anything is uh, probably the most exciting thing. Um, yeah, and yeah. I find out about, I'm passionate about, I find out something else and then I realise I don't know anything about that. A billion things. And di- yeah, right, obviously I can jump out of that. Well. I find like out just a continual learning, always finding subjects to talk about. And that's, and learn. And that's good enough for me. Ah, we've gone again. Knowing... Can you hear me? Mate? Why not? Hello, 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 hello. Hey, buddy, you there? Hello, mate. The joys Good. of the anchor app, eh? Yeah, hey, this is what the isolation's doing to us, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm, we're not. We're just gonna carry straight through now. We just keep going. Sure. Um, we're nearly there anyway. We're nearly. I just. Um, yeah. So we've just finished up on your coaching goals, like as you said. Like I think it was the same. Like when I um. When it, back here, like a couple of years ago, my my ambitions were to be on GB and the Olympics and like you said, under the lights and be at the top is the highest level as possible. But but life changes, doesn't it? You have a family and uh, and everything like that, and business and careers, a whole lot, and then everything comes into perspective. But learning, like you just said, that's what I'm still interested in is is learning as much as I can and keep. Um, keep moving forward and, and soaking up the sponge all the time. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's really, um, that's really apparent from everything that you're doing with the podcast. You know, I know it's, it's been a great success. You know, I've listened to your podcast and, and you can hear the passion for what you're doing. You know, you're in a real lucky position where, you know, you're almost at your hobbies, your profession and yeah. you work with so many different people and you're making so much impact on so many different demographics. So, you know, congratulations on that, mate. You know, you're doing yeah, thank you. And um, you know, and 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 you're reaching so many different people. So long may that continue. And you know that that that's coaching. That's what we do. We lost you it? again. You're back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this is really going to test my technology skills with editing. That's for I'm sure. Just going to send it over, mate, or some you know some smoke signals or something like that. And <laughs> see if you can just type it by Morse code or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so this get the last little bit. But I just wanted to get covered with with the podcast with you. Is is the boxing coaches podcast your podcast? I, I was very, um, I was. Uh, very privileged to come on and be a guest as well. Um, just wanted to talk about the po- boxing coaches podcast. It's going really well. It's a great, it's a great platform that you've you've created uh, with that's expanding a lot of knowledge across. I know it's been very well received, isn't it? Especially in the southern counties. Uh, yeah, um, that's been you know one of the big things about my. Uh... Not just, I think it's the result of my learning journey, wanting to share uh, and, and also um, have things shared with me in terms of um, new ways to approach learning. Um, but I also think that it's, um, it's kind of almost made me accountable for my own learning. So mm. if I'm going to go online and talk about coaching, you know, I can't just be talking about X's and O's and, and tech and tech stuff. You know, I, I needed to go deeper into the sport, need to go deeper into learning. Um, and I, th- I think by wanting to put out some good content that people can engage in and share ideas with me back in and, you know, be a very reciprocal thing um, that, like I say, it's made me a lot more accountable for everything. And, it, and it's forced me to, uh, in a positive way, forced me just to be a better coach myself, you know, or a coach educator. So, you know, I, I'm really uh, excited for where it's going. You know, I've gone a little bit international recently. I've done one with a guy called Gina Lugabui about Italian boxing. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I've done one with an American called, well, a Scott who lives in America called Scott Sivright, who's an MMA um, coach who's got a very fantastic outlook on coaching. 
um, and his philosophies. And it's it's um, it's starting to branch out in many different areas now. Brilliant. Um, you know, coach educators and and uh, academics, but also elite performance athletes. I want to get more on yeah. as well, and just sample a bit of everything. So yeah, it's been it's been great. It was lo- it was lovely to have you on as well, mate, and and see it from a bit more of a how you support the community and different demographics. So you know, it, it sort of I think it, it speaks to if you listen to. Boxing Coaches Podcast, you can sample a little bit of everything and, and wherever your passions might be, there'll be something for everything. Yeah, it, show, it shows how diversified our sport is, doesn't it? it like, there's lots of different sides to it. Like I took, I took, um, like I said to you, when you started your podcast up, I said to you, I've been wanting to do that for ages and I just never took the step. So it was thanks to you getting yours up and running that I finally, I finally, um, uh, took plucked up the courage and got on with this one and then um kept it going but i wanted to be make sure that so when i when i created the podcast it was to talk about community sport and boxing in schools and everything like that and and get boxers on and stuff like that but i i'm trying to keep this podcast more about like especially if we get boxers and and coaches on like to be able to express what their clubs are doing um and and like the boxers giving themselves a bit of promotion and but also the, the talk about their journeys their journeys on and how how boxing's affected their lives and and made the better for them that's what i'm trying to do through this podcast and um because also i don't want to i don't want to um don't want to run in line with what you're doing as well do you know like keep them separate and then that keeps healthy listeners doesn't it yeah, I mean, I suppose there is that, but I, you know, I think the more we talk about even the similar things, mm. the better as well. And you know, obviously, we you know, we we have different areas that we work yeah. in, different um, um, industries in some ways that we yeah. work in. You know, or, or, well, we work in the same industry, but we hit different demographics. Yeah, so, yeah. There's mass, there's massive crossover. There's a lot of cross pollination going on. So um, I think you know, listening to mine, some people will pick up stuff that maybe they haven't heard from yours, and vice versa. But ultimately, it makes them more aware, better people. Uh, better coaches, better educators, better parents, better friends. Uh, you know, and if we can have impact like that, mate, then you know, I think we're doing a good job. Hopefully, so. that's it. Yeah, we're just sharing the love, mate, aren't we? We're sharing yeah, the love. That is it, sir. Right, right then. So before we lose contact again, um, I just want to get out one final thing from you: is if people want him to um, follow you, listen to the podcast, or see what Eastbourne or the Dice Program, where can they find all this information? Okay, so. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot on, on there. So generally, without going into individual ones, if you just type in the Boxing Coaches podcast on any of the, the platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it will come up. You'll find yeah. it. Um, if you want to get, um, and that's for for the podcast, um, you can also look at Dice Boxing Academy Brighton. So you just type in Dice Boxing Academy Brighton. Um, it will come up as well. That And we often put a lot of content and videos about stuff that we do at there and photos. Um, it's from a very sort of different approach. Um, so you type that into any uh, social media platform and you'll find that as well. If you want to find mm-hmm. out more about the DICE program, you can go on the boxing website uh, and just type in the search DICE, which is D-I-S-E, not DICE as in roller DICE, but D-I-S-E, and you'll find out more about it there. But ultimately, if you, also, if you want to uh, get hold of me, you can email me at adam.haniver at gbmc dot ac dot uk i think um, i think wayne you're going to put that in the show notes on you mate so um, yeah they can always click on that I and mean, it's a bit of a, a bugger of an email address but um yeah you can uh, you can contact me that way or via the social media platforms i'm often very live on that and my son's just walked into the kitchen and so i think it's probably a bit of time to go i'll be with you it there. is time isn't it it's it is time we, we get we're getting pressed everywhere aren't Absolutely. With this technology. technology okay then buddy well thanks for your time mate it's been great to get you on and um hopefully we'll get you back on another time as well maybe we'll do it face to face at a show or something we'll talk about something different as well um and give it um we'll have a little recap or something Absolutely. Yeah. all right mate yeah. well stay safe stay healthy buddy and i will speak to you soon all the best way though thanks mate catch you later mate bye-bye. take care bye-bye 